Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Golden Gophers men's basketball program right now taking off. 12-3 and is the current record and a great start in Big Ten Conference play. And joining us now. On the John Schutzer-Cole Banker Hotline is head coach Ben Johnson to talk about his squad and what they've been up to here lately. Uh, ben, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, man. Look, uh, first off, nice start to the year. Uh, we talked, I want to say, early in the season. But as we get kind of updated on the status of, of what you guys have been up to and what you've been doing, uh, a nice start here in Big Ten play. A record of three and one. Last couple of games, you faced Michigan on the road. You defeated them. Maryland at home on Sunday. And, and let's go back to Maryland for a second because Maryland in particular, Ben, uh, Minnesota ends a 10 game losing streak to Maryland. So that was a big time monkey that you were able to get the, the university and the program off their back. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, Maryland's a, a really talented group. I mean, I have a ton of respect for Kevin Willard going back to our days in the Big East when he was at Seton Hall. And his teams always are tough. Uh, they play extremely hard. They're aggressive defensively and try to kind of confuse you with their with their mismatch and changing defenses. Um, but for our guys to come and, and battle and show some heart and show some toughness and get that win, and to your point, uh, get on the right side finally versus Maryland was big for us. And it was uh, another opportunity to, to protect home court. You know, funny thing, and, and it's a fun fact. So Sunday, I typically like to, when I don't, if I'm not going to a Vikings game, right, and they're on the road like they were against Detroit, I tend to go to Lifetime and I'll go work out and all this other stuff, whatever, and watch, you know, football on the, the treadmill or whatever, right, on, on my device or whatever. And so I'm at the, uh, the gym on Sunday, and I have on um, a Maryland workout T-shirt. And I got a couple people looking at me kind of like sideways, looking at me like, okay, hold on. Like, why you got the Maryland stuff on? I didn't even put two and two together at that particular time that you guys were facing Maryland on on Sunday. And the only reason why I'm a little bit supportive of Maryland, not on the basketball side, on the football side, is because my cousin is married to their offensive line coach. So here I am. I'm just wearing free gear that that he gave me, right? And then people are looking like, hold on, man. We're playing Maryland tonight, and I know Ben's not going to prove that. So I'm just letting you know I'm being transparent, Ben, that I had Maryland gear on on Sunday. No, I can't. Uh, I can't get mad at the free gear. You got a family tie, so we'll give you. We'll give you a little break. But uh, no, yeah, I think um, just just to, to be able to to get off to this start. Um, you know, I, I've been out and about, and I know our guys have too. And just um, you know, a little bit of buzz is always a good thing for our program. And trying to build it, I thought we had a really good turnout 
uh, last game from our fans that make a huge difference. It'll be great to get the students back um, for for our next home game and continue to try to you know stack stack wins and 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 continue to try to uh, fill the fill Williams Arena and make it a really tough home court. What has clicked for your guards? And, and I ask that because I feel like that's the area in the part of your team that's improved the most here in the last. Uh, month or so is your your guard play has has been a lot better than at the uh, initial part of the uh, of the season because early on your bigs were just kind of taking care of business and the guards were trying to find their way yeah no I think just time you know um Cam Christie's obviously a freshman so you're going through just some freshman things with him uh, though he's very talented and he's done a really good job but then with and Elijah you know there's two guys that are older but they're both coming from totally different systems. And it just takes time for those guys to understand kind of my demands on both sides of the ball. It takes time for them to understand our system and how we want to play. Um, it takes time for them to understand their teammates and, and to gain confidence. And so you got to get those game experiences to get a rhythm and to gain confidence and to get a true understanding of kind of how we want to play. And, you know, I think uh, you know, we're really hitting their stride right now. I know they're really confident in what they're doing. They have a clear understanding, and with older guys now, the hope is once they figured it out that they're just going to go one way because they do have that experience. And um, I'm really looking forward to what both Mike and, and Elijah can do and, and be able to get Braden back, just add depth to the backcourt. Um, and I thought he did a really good job versus Maryland defensively and saw a couple threes go in. So, you know, hopefully we continue to, to keep our health and, and continue to get better. Talking to University of Minnesota heads bas- uh, head men's basketball coach, Ben Johnson here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Next opponent and next game is this coming Friday at Indiana. We will get to that here in just a little bit. But over the course of the non-conference schedule, what did your team learn about themselves? And then what did you as the head coach learn about your team? I think we learned a lot. You know, um, you know obviously, you know, you want to win every game. But I think we learned from Missouri. We learned from San Francisco. Uh, we learned from at Ohio State, and, and those wins have dramatically helped us here early in the Big Ten Conference, and I think they will continue to help us as the as the year goes on. You know, uh, sometimes you learn from from your mistakes more than you learn from your victories, and we had to kind of go through it. And as a new group, and with an unexperienced group, and in uh, in this league, and with this team, we had to go through it. And so I think we learned, you know, kind of who we are as far as identity. Uh, we learned, you know, defensively what works for us as far as schemes go. As a coach, I learned offensively, you know, what, what gets these guys in a rhythm. Um, and, you know, I think you always have an idea going into the year of how you want to play, but you fully don't really know until you get a couple games under your belt what exactly works for this team. And, and I think we're just kind of hitting our stride right now. Uh, the exciting part is that we have a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, I've been on teams where you kind of feel like you've you've plateaued or you've matured. And I think this team's the exact opposite. I think we're only going to continue to get better if we keep the same mindset. Coach, what is it like from a preparation standpoint getting geared up for a Friday evening game? Because that's a little bit of a weird one right there, right? Like, because, you know, I, when I think about, like, Friday games, I still think about, like, the high school days. I think of back when you were at, like, <laughs> De La Salle and stuff, right? But in the college game, we typically, you know, we talk about big Mondays and everybody knows how how uh, important Saturdays are and stuff like that. But Friday is kind of the the outlier. That's the the only Friday game that you guys have remaining 
um, on your slate of games for the rest of the year. But talk about that dynamic of traveling to Indiana to play a Friday night game, uh, nationally televised game on FS1. Yeah, it is. No, it's an exciting opportunity. I think, um, you know, the basketball brand is forever expanding. You see that with uh, realignment, but you also see that with new TV. And so this is an opportunity for us to be able to play kind of in the bright lights on Friday when there's not a a ton of games and to be able to get a a national game on Fox Sports. um, You know, it's pretty cool. And I know know guys will be ready for it. Um, Again, it's it's unique. It's it's different in in terms of the scheduling because you are used to playing, you know, during the week or you're playing a Saturday or Sunday. But to get the Friday kind of primetime game, um, against a really good historic and, and really good well-coached Indiana team. Nothing but a good opportunity for our program and for our guys, and I know, uh, I know they'll be extremely ready to go. Take me inside of a college basketball program uh, in terms of the dynamics during the season of like being locked in, being close as a family, and being tight-knit. Do you guys do a lot of uh, team-building activities? So we've done, we do a lot in the summer. I think mm-hmm. that's really a time because it's a little bit more laxed. Um, and you have to now when, when you got so many new bodies, uh, get these guys to kind of have experiences with each other and be able to bond with stuff outside of basketball. So we'll do some stuff in the summer for sure, uh, a little bit in the fall. And then as we begin the season, you know, a lot of times on the road, you spend so much time together, you, you do end up, you know, doing stuff, whether it's just hanging out after a post-game meal. And, and having guys just kind of turn on a game or, or watch something on TV and, and chill in the, in the kind of the team room and spend that time together. Um, you know, at night when we go through our walkthrough, we'll have a bunch of guys that kind of hang out and, and have a late-night snack together, and you kind of have those experiences through different meals that you have. The bus rides, those I always remember as a player, time to, to bond and, and those guys. Uh, those are the memories that you that you experience, especially when you go on the road. So, you know, uh, we've got a pretty tight-knit crew. Um, we've got a crew that uh, is pretty selfless and, and a lot of personalities that, that are like-minded and get along. So that's been the easy part. But you're always working and always growing, trying to find ways to, to strengthen that locker room and, and make sure that um, as the season progresses that everybody kind of stays on that same page and stays aligned and, and you only want to become stronger. All right, final uh, question for you, Coach, and then we'll let you go. What do you think is the uh, the key come Friday uh, going on the road to uh, defeat the uh, Indiana Hoosiers? A lot of keys. You know, um, I remember as a player going there and being able to win, it's an unbelievable environment. So you can't get caught up in Hoosier hysteria. Um, you know, there's going to be 14,000 screaming crazy fans. Um, you know, they have a really good front court. They got two dynamic front court players that are – you know, NBA-type type players, NBA-type talent with great size. Uh, so we got to be able to battle that. we got to be able to control the paint. Um, we got to be able to play in transition. You know, we got to be able to kind of force our tempo and make sure that uh, we don't stray away from what got us here, which is, you know, being able to, to, to push the ball, being able to take great shots, being able to move it. Um, you know, our assistant field goal is one of the best in the country. And so keeping our identity at the same time, you got to have that road toughness. That's awesome. Hey, Coach uh, Ben Johnson, I appreciate your time this evening, man. Hey, best of luck. Uh, it's a great start, and uh, let's uh, keep up the good work, man. Always. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. That's uh, head coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers men's basketball program, Ben Johnson, joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, 651-461-9226. That's the phone number if you'd like to weigh in, react to anything that the coach uh, just brought up and mentioned. Your phone calls, your texts, they're next on The Lake Show. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, before we move on to other matters here, thanks so much to head coach Ben Johnson for being on the show. Nice start for the uh, for the Golden Gopher men's team. Do want to answer a question that was uh, posed to me on the text line going back to a little bit earlier with the Kirk Cousins, Vikings offseason situation for the 763. They're asking, should we build a team that might win in two years instead of exhausting all options to get a winnable team next year? Is that something you think an NFL team can do, or do you, or do they always need to try to win, win? I don't think that – well, so, so let me let me answer it, and I'll go backwards. I don't think that every single season, every single team is trying to win, win. Because there are a lot of teams going into the season, they know that they can't win the championship. Their teams – most teams, when they go into the season, they know who they are and what they have. And I would say that – in every NFL NFL season, probably about 30% of the teams feel like they've got a shot at a championship. Then there's a third that says, you know what, we want to contend for the for the for the for the division um and maybe get into the playoffs. And then the other third know that they're bad. Like I don't think that anybody this season, okay, realistically thought that in the National Football League that the Tennessee Titans were going to be one of the top-tier teams. I don't think that anybody realistically thought that the Arizona Cardinals or the Carolina Panthers were going to be playoff. No one, no one thought that, mm-hmm. okay? But with all of that being said, yeah, you think that they're going to go out there and they're going to try their hardest and, and they're going to try to win football games and roll the dice because injuries happen. See, that's the, that is the dynamic that you know is going to happen. Well, in the this league. year we really found out. You just don't know who it's going to hit and how it's going to hit each team is the dynamic of injuries. So many teams impacted by injuries. But, yeah, I think that they do try to win. But I think that you got to be realistic with your team. Now, should this team, in terms of should they go all in and try to 
think about championship now as opposed to should it be more about short-term success or long-term success? Well, the best players in your organization right now, are they veterans or are they still relatively young guys? Yeah, that's it's 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 that competitive rebuild that we keep hearing about. Yep. You see some teams like the San Francisco 49ers that burnt it down and had a couple of really bad years, but they drafted well. And that's why they're in the situation that they're in. And one of those reasons is they drafted a quarterback in Brock Purdy on a rookie contract. So you have all of this extra money. And that's the key. That you can spend and you can bring in a guy like a Chase Young. And you can pay Christian McCaffrey. And you've got all of these other you know, complimentary pieces. The Vikings are kind of in this this weird middle ground because I think fans would be okay if you're going to to say, hey, we're going to embrace a rebuild. But every year, there is some amount of parity. And if you can be one of those teams that happens to be unknown, but you can get yourself into a position where you're in the playoffs, like weird things do happen. And I know that fans want them to commit to the here and now. But I feel like you can't mortgage the here and now because if it doesn't work, you got to pay a price business-wise down the road. And the Vikings have yet to – well, no, I think they're in that right now where they've had to restructure guys and let some of their veterans go. But you always – I feel like you always need to look to the future, though. I mean, teams are always looking a year or two or three down the road. It's a, it's a very fine balancing act. Hey, real quick – because you've seen the matchups so far, right? With the with the with the NFL schedule, mm-hmm. you got any upsets here? I'll give you a minute to pull it up if you want to look okay. at the schedule. Yeah, I'm just gonna look at. Uh, I'm gonna look. At I'm just the... asking you: do, is there is there because because I by now everybody's seen them ever since Sunday's games. Is there an upset that you're predicting for this weekend? Because I got one. Okay. Uh... I could see – let me see here. I, I saw one in the AFC. Um, I could see the Rams going into Detroit and beating the Lions. That's the one that I have. Okay. I've got L.A. beating the Rams. I mean, L.A. beating the Lions. L.A. beating the Lions. And, and that's a shame because I was watching – really? Well, I was watching that game. Listen, I, I want the Lions to do well. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs since, what, the Reagan years? So it's been a long time. I, I mean, it has been a very long time since, I mean, what, seven years. But, I mean, they haven't hosted. Ford Field has never hosted a playoff game. That is how long it's been. So I would like to see a little bit of success. But Dan Campbell, what in the world? Like, you got guys hurt last week. Sam Laporta's out for an extended period of time. Yeah, that sucks, dude. And, and, I mean, he's one of your best offensive weapons. So that's the one that I could see because – You can make the argument that Sam Laporta was the best tight end in football this year. I think you could – yeah, you, you could, you you, could you make can, that you, you can make – I mean, I'm not saying that the, definitively because Hawkinson was good. We all know that Kelsey's good. Um, Trey, Mc, Trey McBride for Arizona was a stud. Uh, you, you've, got, you've got some really good young tight ends. But, yeah, Sam Laporta and, and that offense that was – Yeah, it, it does. I could – I'm not going to go out on a limb, but – I. God, Miami just lost. Talk about losing guys in meaningless minutes. 
Dolphins in that loss against Baltimore, they lost a couple of key defenders. I mean, they go into Arrowhead, and the Chiefs have been, I mean, they've been struggling, like struggle, struggling over the past six weeks. And you know me, man. I, I you know, I like the Chiefs. But... I, I, I know, I know you're going to ride with Kansas City, but I mean, right now, man, that that offense is it's just it's dysfunctional at this point, which is so weird to think of an Andy Reid team being dysfunctional late in the season. Man, all right, six five one. Four six one nine two two six. If you'd like to react or you'd like to weigh in, let me see if there's any other uh, text. No, but I, I think that we dealt with that. Uh, we had fun with the dating thing. Uh, Karen and what was it? Karen and Woodbury. Was she called yes. from Woodbury? Yeah, yeah. Karen yeah. Woodbury. That was um, that was a lot of fun. And at the top of the hour, we got a couple of guys coming in the studio, so stay tuned for that. But uh, but coming up next, I've mentioned how. Oh, much I don't like looking at them. I don't like the style. I think it's pretty silly. I have to uh, throw a little bit of shade at Governor Tim Walls, and we'll do that next year on the Lake Show. All right, Governor Tim Walls. I like Governor Walls. I don't have any real issues with Governor Walls, but, man, next time I see Governor Walls, I'm just going to have to tell him his taste and license plates are just terrible. Timmy, these black and white license plates are terrible. I'm gonna tell. I'm dead. I'm gonna tell him that next time I see him, dude. You have got to tell me where Governor Walls hurts you so bad because you hate these license plates. They're just they're terrible. They're black and white. They're ugly. We are Minnesotans. We are unique. We don't need to steal ideas from other states like Iowa. Is is that what bothers you is that Iowa did it first? No, it's the fact that they're ugly-ass plates, and then we want to give credit to Iowa. Oh, yeah, that's the one thing cool that came out of Iowa. Really? This? If I'm Iowa, I feel slighted by that. That's the one <laughs> cool thing that came out of Iowa? Is that what we're saying now? You, you, you got you to take the little wins. You got to take the little wins. Governor Walls, you paid 60 bucks, 58 50 to be exact, for this personalized plate, you could have given me fifty-eight fifty, and I could have given you a handshake and a slap on the back for that. Oh God! Yeah, but you couldn't. Wait personalize- till I see him out on the golf course again. I, I, just, I just, well, maybe you'll be out there with Karen doing some golfing too, man. You maybe know, I'll bring Karen too. Maybe, Karen yeah. can come with me and Governor Walls. Yeah, I wonder what Karen thinks about these new license plates. <laughs> <laughs> If I see her driving around in a vehicle with this, no date, Karen. It's, it's off. It's done. It's over. No bit for you. No bit for you. Oh, I mean, I, I still, I, I maybe I'm in the minority that I look at it and I'm I, all for us raising money, but man, we, we could have done something. Different. I know. Well, what, we, what we, would you, what we, would you we, have expected them to do? What no, would you have wanted them to do? We could have been totally creative. We could have done a different license plate. We tried to do a new state flag, and look how everybody reacted it's to fine. that. I mean, people hate it's that. It's original. Thing. It's original. Not according to what I see on right-wing Twitter. Man. My goodness, man. I mean, this is... Now, the, now, according to the text line, they say yeah. that the new Timberwolves plates mm-hmm. are sweet. I have not seen the Timberwolves-related okay. uh, license plates. Okay. I, I know that you know they, yeah, they've got a, a bunch of brand-new plates. But see, I, I think, too, people like black... With the white 
like the the white lettering and the white design inside. I feel like people like that because it's a good, crisp, clean look. And with these kind of license plates, I mean, we know how cars get dirty. Like when it's dark, I mean, you, you don't see the dirt as much. So I all right. So I got to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves license plates. Okay. Badass. Okay. And, and but these are in line with the typical Minnesota plate because it's got the trees and stuff like that, whatever, and it's got the the howling wolf. That's nice. Now that's something I can get behind, but that's unique. That gets to, back to my point. That's what I've been saying about this. There's nothing unique about a black and white plate. There's nothing unique about it. This is awesome. And you it, it's an annual contribution, and it goes to the Minnesota Fast Break Foundation. That I can get behind. This is, this is pretty badass. And they've got one for the Lynx also. But do you see it? Yeah, yep. I'm looking at it right now, and I know that they brought up a uh, – they've got a new one for the Vikings. They've yep. got a new one for the – I believe the Wild, too. Uh, I think the Twins have one. Uh, yeah, and, and I think these all go to the, the team-specific foundations, which is really, really cool. Like, uh, that money's going to uh, to a good cause. So you don't mind the change. You just no, you, you just don't like going to I don't a black-and-white design that somebody else has. I don't first. have an issue with change. Okay. The Minnesota Twins one, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I like it. Okay. And I love the – you know the best thing about the Twins uh, license plate? is the bottom where it says, this is Twins territory. Because that's a slogan. And it's awesome. The black and white does nothing for me. And there's nothing unique about it. The Twins, badass. The Lynx and Timberwolves, badass. Now let me look up the uh, the Minnesota Vikings and see what that looks okay, like. Okay, I've got the Vikings one up. And, and, I mean, you don't like the slogan? It says 10,000 lakes. I mean, that's our thing. What do you mean? The, the black Who? and white. It says 10,000 lakes on it. It's a terrible-looking plate. The, 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 our original slogan is about 10,000 lakes. Right. So, so there's I mean, nothing you, you, different there. Right, but, I mean, you wanted That's a slogan. That's not sl- the issue. You wanted a slogan. This one's got a slogan on it because you were talking about the Twins having this is Twins territory. I said I love the slogan. We've always had a slogan. Yeah. Yeah, we have. But, my, I, but in, in my rant, I've never once said that I didn't like our slogan. The the plate itself is ugly as hell. You don't like the black with the white. That's your thing. You, you have you been d- listening to the show? Yes, I've been listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, I I'm just you're by by the way, this Minnesota Vikings license yeah. plate is the ugliest out of all the teams. I, I, the the skyline part, okay, it's it's okay, but it's even got a little bit of black and white in that. You see that? You see the black numbers? Which one with the... The lettering. Oh, with the Vikings one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it right there. Let me see. Minnesota Wild license plate. I mean... The, I'm assuming the, that they've got a license plate, too. Maybe they don't. See, I think they... Yeah, I think the Wild have one. I think all of the teams have one. I've got to say, out of all of them, I think that the... Oh, the Timberwolves is the best one. Yeah, I, I think the Timberwolves. Then I'd have to follow up with the Twins. Like I, I I yeah I I like the twins I like the the red white and blue one yep so yeah I I don't have a problem with any I would get I would get one of each of these gosh get Governor one Walls. of each come of on these. Governor Walls Governor Walls get a Timberwolves one please 
Come on, bro. Well, so if you had your choice. Timberwolves. Timberwolves, okay. Then Twins. Then Twins. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's how, that's how I'm, I'm leaving it at that. Okay, man. This was. I get fired up about this. I, stuff, I know. Man. I did not realize your passion was for the new license plate. My passion plate. runs deep, man. I know. I'm just, again, it's a very. I'm just trying to understand the hatred you have for it because hey. it's black, it's white, it's simple, and Iowa did it first. Let me ask you this. All right. Yes. So everybody's familiar with Lyft and Uber. Mm-hmm. All right. This is uh, specific to Lyft. I've never taken a Lyft. Have you ever used, utilized Lyft at all? Ever? I did, yeah. Okay. I've never utilized Lyft. The headline in the Star Tribune says Lyft sets $5 minimum charge per ride in Twin Cities Metro. So it's a $5 minimum charge per ride in the Twin Cities Metro. That that makes all the sense in the world, but I've, I've never taken a lift. But I didn't know that you could get in a lift and pay less than that. I didn't either. So I, I, guess, I guess, hypothetically, you could get into a lift and go so many blocks mm-hmm. and it'd be a couple of bucks. That's really getting over. I, it just makes all the sense in the world that they would have a $5 minimum. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a lot of places you go, I mean, when you go to a you know restaurant, sometimes, you know, you got to have a minimum $5, $10 order in order for, you know, in order to have delivery or whatever. So I, it, it makes sense. This it surprised makes, me. I just didn't know that it, they didn't have this before. Yeah. I would have, I would have thought they would have as well. I mean, I, I guess if, if. If I'm walking out of here and I mm-hmm. and I want an Uber to take me from here to the armory, which is I would just walk because it's only yeah. a couple of blocks. Right. Yeah. But I guess hypothetically, if I hopped in uh, in a lift and went a couple of blocks over, that they would maybe traditionally it's like two fifty or three bucks. Yeah. It just makes all the sense in the world that they charge five dollars. Yeah, I, th- I think a, I think a flat five dollar min yeah. for a few blocks is is just fine. Yeah. Because you you have some of these rides that I, I would assume are. I didn't even know what the rates – I mean, are rates for Ubers, are they acceptable nowadays? Like, whatever they're charging, I mean, are those rates – are they, you know, market price? I don't even know what market price would be, but I I have no problem – because everybody's got to be compensated for their time. Everybody's got to be compensated for their work, and, and, yeah, absolutely. If you're taking them a block or two blocks or, you know, if there's a minimum $5 for five blocks or whatever, yeah, I, I mean – yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have that as well. Yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. That that one surprised me, but it only makes sense that yeah. there's a five dollar minimum. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, again, you got to be compensated for the work you put in, so it makes total yep. sense. And you know, hey, good for them because they're they're working too. Yep. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to headlines. That's next here on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. You're on the Good Neighbors Time. More headlines. Couple of guests, top of the hour. That we'll get to. We'll have some fun here in studio. Steve Silton, you know him. Another special guest, Jeff Hayden, will join us. Be fun. Two for one at the top of the hour. That'll be that'll be a good time. Hey, the uh, the cost to build the Southwest Light Rail line has crept up to two point eight six billion dollars. This according to what the uh, project director told the Met Council yesterday, quote, we have a pretty high degree of confidence that this will be the number. Jim Alexander said in a meeting of the Met Council Transportation Committee, 
Met Council project officials and the Federal Transit Administration, which is funding about half the cost to build the 14-and-a-half-mile line, are working to shore up the final budget number. Beyond federal sources, the project is largely being paid for by Hennepin County with some help from the state. Final figure won't be available until this spring. And uh, Southwest, an extension of the Green Line that has become the state's most expensive public works project, is more than 75% complete, but the project has been fraught with delays and cost overruns. Current budget is more than double earlier estimates and opening Day for service on the line has been delayed by nearly a decade. <laughs> I, I just think that this, it's not even, it's, it's so depressing that it's laughable at this point. But the reason why this is going to continue to be a story is because we're going to have delays, delays, delays. And then when we talk about all the stuff with regards to um, trying to get this up and running. The bottom line is this. There's so much sunken in money that they're going to keep putting money into it just because they put so much money into it already. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You've already committed. Like, you've gone too far down this rabbit hole. You've got to commit. I mean, this thing wasn't even... It's been, it's been going so long. I wasn't even here when it was first thought about when it was first designed and it's still going on. It, it really is ridiculous. Hey, a uh, uh, disturbing thing coming out of uh, Washington, D.C. earlier today. Two journalists are in hot water after they were caught apparently cracking jokes about former President Donald Trump being assassinated. The remarks were caught on a hot mic of a news camera that was set up to capture live feed of Trump's arrival in the U.S. District Court in Washington, where a hearing on his criminal immunity appeal was being held. According to uh, Mediate, the unnamed journalists were talking about getting a good shot at Trump from their vantage point when their conversation took a dark turn. The hearing this morning lasted just over an hour as judges heard arguments from Trump's lawyers that his federal election interference case should be dismissed based on his claim of presidential immunity. Unacceptable. And they they should be arrested. They, They should be arrested like those journalists talking in that way. About President Donald Trump, you can you can say whatever you want. You don't have to like Donald Trump at all. This is unacceptable. This is uncalled for, and those journalists should be in jail right now. Like, yeah, what? What are we doing here? Yeah, you can you can criticize and and you can have all of those, but, but once you start talking terrible, about something man. like that, even in a joking manner. Like, no, you, that's you not, can't, yeah, that no. ain't funny. That ain't no, a, it's not. That, yeah, that's not a joke to me. No, that's it, they, they said it in a joking matter, yeah. but it's not a joke. Any any way that you, you take slice it seriously, it, like I don't care who you are. I don't care if you uh, align with the left, um, identify mm-hmm. as a conservative. Any talk about violence should get people thrown in jail. I don't care who you are. If we're going to make that the standard for Trump and candidates, or we're going to make that the standard for anybody. The same goes for media members and journalists yep. as well. There should be no – we're not talking about getting violent with anybody. That's ridiculous. No, no matter who you are. Yes, I, I, absolutely. Those words are those words regardless of who's saying them. Irish singer-songwriter Sinead O'Connor died from what they said natural causes, according to a coroner said earlier on today. London's Metropolitan Police had said the singer's death was not considered suspicious after she was found unresponsive at a home in southeast London on July 26th. She was only 56 years old. 
Now, the Southwark Coroner's Court confirmed that O'Connor died of natural causes, but it did not provide any details. The singer, who began her career performing on the streets of Dublin, rose to worldwide fame with her cover of Prince's ballad, Nothing Compares to You, released in 1990. And she was very public about her mental uh, illness and was hospitalized after her teenage son, Shane, died by suicide just two years ago. Thousands of fans lined the streets of the Irish town she had called home during a funeral procession in August. Uh, Prime Irish Minister Leo uh, Vedarakar attended along with U2's Bono. 56 in natural causes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that the thing that really caught so many people off guard was the fact that, um, you know, there had been so much conversation and talk about her mental health and all the issues since her son's um, suicide. Right. So I think that when everybody heard that she passed away and passed away at such an early age, after all that she had been through, but that was just the natural leap that people made. Yeah, I think the, the assumption was that it was going to be something that was self-inflicted. And it's it's really unfortunate that you hear of this. But I'm, I, I guess I'm glad to know that whatever depression and, and she was dealing with was not something that caused her to make this decision. So, But it's still 56 is, is way, yeah, terrible. way too young. And finally here, Lake uh, Meta announced earlier today that it's expanding youth safety efforts by rolling out new settings for teen Facebook and Instagram users, including content restrictions and hiding search results for terms related to self-harm and suicide. Now, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram said the new policies will add to its existing slate of more than 30 well-being and parental oversight tools aimed at protecting young users. Now, Tuesday's announcement comes after Meta in uh, recent months faced renewed uh, scrutiny over its potential impact on teen users. In November, former Facebook employee turned whistleblower Arturo Bejar told a Senate subcommittee in a hearing that Meta's top executives, including CEO Mark Zuckerberg, ignored warnings for years about harms to teens on its platforms such as Instagram. And Bejar raised particular concerns about the sexual harassment of teens by strangers on Instagram. Mm. Look, this is a pretty simple one for me. You do whatever it takes to make sure that these platforms are safer for young people. Bottom line, end of story. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, when we start talking about restrictions, let's make sure that we're taking care of our young people because we want to see Numbers with regards to self-harm and suicide go down, not go up, bottom line. I don't know how somebody would bring this to your attention and you would just ignore it. Yeah. What if somebody brought something about it happens all the time, sexual though. harassment and teens and hey, you know, this is your platform. It has such a major influence, especially Instagram. Like Facebook, I don't feel is really something that a lot of the younger kids are getting into. But I feel like that's more of a, a, a Gen X and older thing. But I don't feel like – I feel like it's more Instagram now and maybe even threads. Yeah. If threads ever becomes a, a substitute for, you know, for Twitter, if that ever happens. But yep. Mark Zuckerberg's got – you know, he's got his hands in a lot of things right now. All right. So this let, let, let's do this. Let's break early. Actually, let's break right now because our guests are going to be in studio. One of them is already here eagerly awaiting to get into the building. Jeff Hayden, 
former Minnesota uh, State Senator, as well as regular guest Stephen Silton, business, law, sports attorney. He joins us. They both join us next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.